Welcome to the Sure IDC podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything. Doesn't matter what or when or who or why, we will talk about it at some point. My name is Lucas, and I'm the one starting this because why not? The idea would be like if someone walked up to you and said, What do you want to talk about? And you said, I don't care. We talk about movies, songs, video games, board games, food, books, personality traits, people, animals, history, anything and everything you can think of except politics. There's enough of that going on in the world. We can agree, disagree, or agree to disagree in any opinions, facts, or anything else that comes up in the episodes because that's life. We are just having a good time. So, the most tried, the most conflicting movie series of all time. Okay, maybe not of all time, but at least of my time. Spider-Man. In reality, how many Spider-Mans do we need? Discussing this topic with me today is Blake. How's it going, Blake? Hey, how's it going? Great to be here. Good, I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, absolutely. I When you told me about this uh, topic that we we're going to get into today, I got pretty excited because we both have grown up with, with these films. And uh, yeah, Spider-Man, I mean, there's plenty of content, so yeah. Plenty, plenty of content. So... So first off, we might as well just start it off this way. Um, Spider-Man. Uh, first off, how does he rank in your superhero list? And you can elaborate as well. Sure. Yeah, Spider-Man, I would say he's always been my number one favorite. Number I... one? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Nailing it with oh, the yeah. number one. Okay, okay. Just, just going out there already. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, from a young, from a young age, I want to say I was around seven or eight maybe when mm-hmm. i first started watching spider-man um on the animated series they'd have on tv and then when the movie first came out i was just really excited and i guess you know for me why i would rank him as my number one i just find so much of it's and it's not even just spider-man although i do think he's just the coolest as far as i love his suit I love his superpowers. I really like his his villains, mm-hmm. but I also really like Peter Parker. You know, I've I've always been able to kind of identify with Peter Parker as far as being kind of the nerdy kid that you know not not too many people talk to, and is just kind of you know people just pay no mind to him. And I just always liked his relationship with his aunt and his uncle with his friends and just being able to see someone like that turn into this really awesome superhero was just something that I couldn't help but latch on to. So, yeah, I mean, I, and he's not perfect, you know, he's not invincible. He's, he's got problems that he has to deal with like everybody else. And he has to find a way to live that out in his, in his private life and in his life as Spider-Man. So that's just a basic rundown of why I would say that I, really like this superhero yeah well you mentioned one thing already and i didn't really think about talking about it but since you mentioned it i'll talk about it um is uh just the villains in spider-man uh people always say oh well the marvel super villains aren't very good i mean yes there's some that kind of stand out above the rest 
But overall, the villains are just kind of blah in the Marvel Universe. They're always saying, oh, DC, now those are some supervillains. Like, you've got the Joker, and you've got all these amazing supervillains that have a real right. depth to their story. And I feel like there's one superhero in the Marvel Universe that actually does have that depth and have that uh, kind of the story, the, the great storylines of all these villains, and that is the Spider-Man one. Yeah, I mean, I, I would absolutely agree with that. I mean, I I like the DC villains as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would say that, you know, not all the Marvel superheroes have the greatest villains. But as far as Spider-Man goes, I mean, you got Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Venom, Carnage, Kraven the Hunter, Mysterio, which we most recently saw in the in the newest, mm-hmm. I guess, technically newest film. Um, you've got you've got people that they're not it, they're not just villains. It's kind of like with Spider-Man. I don't just like Spider-Man. I like the person underneath. Yeah. But in the way they flesh out the the characters, either prior to when they become the villain, or you know while they are the villain, it's just been really interesting to see how that's all fleshed out, both on in the comics and on on film. Yeah, I just feel like you really have the depth there. With a Spider-Man yeah. villain compared to other villains in the Marvel mm-hmm. universe, so, but uh, that is that is something that I always have liked and something that I've always kind of related to when it comes to the DC villains and the Marvel villains. But uh, yeah, so Spider-Man's first, huh? First on your superhero list. All right. Well, he's, he's first. Yeah. <laughs> well, my first on my superhero list is probably Iron Man. Okay. You know, I, I'm sorry. I am a big Robert Downey Jr. fan. I love Iron Man so much. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about Iron Man because I could talk about him for hours. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about Spider-Man. And Spider-Man is probably a good second or third um, on the list. Uh, probably a solid second. Honestly, I can't think mm-hmm. of a third right now. So I'm just going to say second. Um but you're right. He he's a great character. Great uh, story has great. Um, just has kind of just has a great, just kind of a not to be you know do a pun here, but kind of a fluidity to his uh, storyline <laughs> and to his uh, just his character progression too. I feel like it's just very innocent and I mean he's a teenager, mm-hmm. and so that is a good aspect that I. I mean that we can all relate to. We're all teenagers at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, and that that that's the other thing too. I mean, he starts out in high school essentially, makes his way through college, and then he gets out of school and he's trying to figure out what is he going to do in life. And you know, that's that kind of just relates to being able for me to connect with that character. Is mm-hmm. I think we all get to that point where you know what are we going to do next? You know, how are we going to get our first job? How are we going to maintain that? Where are we going to live? All these things and things that on the surface you wouldn't think would be super appealing to put in a in a comic book character. But if you tie all that together, it it really does make it to where I think many people can connect with that. And they're like, okay, I know what that feels like or I know what he's going through. I know why he's struggling with that. And that's just how I think people connect to superheroes in general is they try to find something about them that they can relate to in the midst of just how incredible they are with their yeah. superpowers and, and so forth. Yeah. And 
he's just super easy to relate to. I mean, you don't really have to look. <laughs> you don't really have to dig deep and try to find something. It's just there. He's just a normal person growing up, trying to live life, but also trying to be a superhero and save the city or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I would say, again, I know we're not really getting into Iron Man, but... Um, you know, Iron Man, he's a good, he's a good guy too, obviously. Um, you know, but I think for me, you know, you have, you have heroes like Batman, Iron Man, you know, others that are just, you know, they're, they're super established in not just their, their hero life, but also their, their more private life. You know, that you got, they're either billionaires or they're soldiers or something like that. Whereas Peter, he's just, He's just kind of an unassuming guy, you know. It's kind of like it's kind of like Clark, um, excuse me, Clark Kent. You know, you see yeah. him; he's just kind of nerdy, got the glasses and whatnot. But then underneath, he's just this incredible superhero. And I've always liked characters like that that are just kind of the underdog, if you will. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so the main topic for this episode, specifically are the Spider-Man movies, the early 2000 movie series with Tobey Maguire. Uh, you got the 2012-2014 movie series with Andrew Garfield. And then, of course, the newest ones with Tom Holland. Um, everyone has their opinion on who the best Spider-Man is. But they do. <laughs> I feel like they do. <laughs> but, uh, but I feel like they're all very different in reality. But I do feel like everyone has separate opinions on everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you just want to go all the way out there and just, you know, go ahead and assume that, that's, I guess, a reasonable conclusion to come to is people have their opinions. <laughs> kind of like Star Wars, people have their opinions on, on certain things. So Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, we to start off the conversation, um, we can't start any other way than the Tobey Maguire series. Um just like uh, you mentioned when we did our talk before this, you, we we grew up together, you know, or we're not together, but we grew up together in the mindset of growing up with these movies. And I think I remember when the first one came out, even when the second one and the third one came out too. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Tony McGuire series is a very interesting series to say the least. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I remember when that came out too. I want to say I was, uh, well, I think it came out in two thousand two, so I would have been, I would have been almost seven years old when that came out, and so yeah, maybe I, I must have been around five or six then when I first started getting interested in Spider Man. But yeah, I remember yeah. seeing trailers for it on TV and just thinking, man, that looks so cool. And then when it when it came out, I was just begging. My parents, I came, I came running in from, from school saying, please, I'm begging. Can I please get this movie? It came out on VHS and, uh, oh they, uh, they had, uh, unbeknownst to me had already gotten it and they were like hiding it. And then they just revealed it to me and I just flipped out and I watched it. I don't know how many times, <sighs> like two or three times that week or something. I just couldn't stop watching it. I did watch it a lot as a kid, but did that, okay. So did that movie scare you at all like green goblin it in ways yeah um especially when you know he he uh bursts in towards the end of the film and like terrorizes aunt may you know that was kind mm -hmm. of a spooky scene for me 
and then when he you know at the at the end fight when it's in the dark and he's you know he's got mary jane and he's getting ready to kill peter and and you know this is just i mean it, it was an intense movie for a almost seven-year-old to watch yeah, like i feel know. like it wasn't very kid-friendly for being Spider-Man. No. <laughs> no no but i still liked it I, I mean i loved it i mean i i think i'm jumping ahead here a little bit no i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna jump ahead i'm gonna leave it for the rest but Ooh. it it scared me it, it scared me a little bit because, like, mm-hmm. I, rem- I, I remember vividly, like, so the moment when uh, Norman Osborn or uh, uh, William, Willem Dafoe, Will- William Dafoe, sorry, that was a, uh, a How I Met Your Mother reference. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, like, when he when he transforms and he kills that guy, his, like, partner, yeah. he, like, jumps out, he goes, <sighs> he left that part. Remember that? Yeah. That yeah, part that... scared me as a child. They're like the floating, you know, the floating mask. Not the floating mask, but like, anyway. The Green Goblin part of that movie scared living daylights out of me as a kid. Yeah, I mean, you know, congrats to Willem Dafoe. He just owned that role, you know. He, he did. He brought, he brought the scare factor, which mm-hmm. is what really needed. It needed to be scary because it's that's just what Green Goblin is. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when you're when you're real little like that, and you're you know, you go from watching a cartoon that's like, oh, this is kind of cool, and then you watch that, it's like, whoa, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, and another scene that I don't think I'll ever forget, and anytime that I think of an action scene or like a super like a typical superhero scene, is the scene at the festival when you first see like the first fight happens, um, mm-hmm. you know, the balloons and everything. Like anytime I think of a uh superhero scene that's the scene that i automatically think of and i think i watched the dvd so many times we had it on dvd but i think i watched the dvd so many times that when you would play the movie it would skip over that part oh, of it. it was like my yeah. favorite part of the movie and i was like oh, this is <laughs> trash no I just, I just had to get a new uh cd but the, the thing about tony mcguire and the series is it gets a lot of um it gets a lot of criticisms for being kind of cheesy especially the third one Mm -hmm. um you know i feel like the i don't know if it was a different director or they were trying a different way of things um but you got the first one that's like a classic and then you got the second one that's like oh this is good like this one's a good one with doc ock and everything and, oh, then yeah. the, and then the third one just kind of, it kind of ruffles and sputters and ruffles again and tries to get off the ground, but people just won't let it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it even more later once we uh, go through each of these. But, you know, I think, I, I mean, I understand why people criticize that movie. I think some of it's a little overblown. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's my least favorite of the three of the original trilogy. Yes. That said, I love the themes in that in the third film. I just I love how it's it's about forgiveness and it's about redemption and not just on on Peter's side, but on Harry's side, on uh, Flint Marco's side, playing Sandman. And mm-hmm. there's just there's. In a way, it did a really good job of like closing the chapter on 
the you know this issue with Uncle Ben's death and how it's just weighed on on Peter this whole time, mm-hmm. and then he thinks he thinks he's gotten through it. You know when we when we're in the second movie and he confesses to Aunt May not all but part of what happened, yeah. and he thinks he's done with it, and then this whole situation comes back up again and you know he turns dark and then at the very end he turns good and it's just i i love how they how they did that yeah um obviously i think you know the villains could have been handled better the acting i do agree was was worse um yeah and interestingly enough sam raimi the guy who directed all three of them he um he's on the record saying that he hates spider-man 3 oh, really? um, and he he deeply regrets making it that way hmm. so it, it's it's pretty interesting to kind of delve somewhat behind the scenes of of all that of yeah. all that stuff but even still i i can find redeeming qualities in the third film yeah. but yeah i i think the first two are just just gold especially yeah. the second one that's probably my favorite yeah when i watched i watched the all the Spider-Man movies recently, we talked kind of before we recorded about playing the newer Spider-Man games. And when I was playing the Spider-Man game, uh, I decided to watch the movies over again. And when I watched the third one, I was like, man, this is not as bad as I I remember as that I've heard. Um, you know, it's actually a pretty decent movie. I mean, were there some things that I was like, oh, wow, yes. But overall, I feel like it has very good qualities. I just think that people have a hard time because if you hear Spider-Man and you think of villains, you know, you think, oh, Green Goblin. But I think a lot of people also think of Venom. Mm -hmm. And Venom just did not get the love in that movie. It did, but he didn't. So I think that's that's an aspect. Having too many villains, you know, as well. Mm But, I mean, in the newer movies, they're, having, they're throwing villains right and left. And they're like, oh, yeah. But they're, but they're doing it in a, in a different way than what they did. But, uh, no, I mean, Tobey Maguire is always going to be uh, my Spider-Man. Even though I do love Tom Holland. I enjoy his performances and stuff. He does a great job. But in the grand scheme of things, Tobey Maguire is definitely my Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree, you know, and I think the big the big thing for me that just really connected with Tobey Maguire's performance is just how he portrayed Peter. You know, mm-hmm. he portrayed him as this as this innocent kid who who means well, he wants to do well, and he's when he's hit with these powers, he doesn't know what to do with them, and yeah. he doesn't he doesn't feel like he can really tell anyone about them, but he he wants to and he he loves mary jane he wants to have a relationship but it, he he also wants to protect her and I, I just really like the some of the some of the big scenes in that film like when uncle ben dies mm-hmm. um when when he you know the girl of his dreams he tells at the very end of the film that you know they can they need to just be friends mm-hmm. um you know the, his relationship with Otto Octavius in the second one and just certain scenes like that i just love the way it's done acting wise and just the the dialogue and the chemistry between different characters i i think is just so well done and yeah, yeah that's 
you know, and I, I, I totally understand people really liking, you know, Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man, especially if that's like the first one that you watched. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's good qualities about. I mean, I would even say good qualities about Andrew Garfield. But yeah, I would I would agree that he's he's my favorite too. Yeah. Well, bringing up Andrew Garfield, let's talk about the Andrew Garfield series. So this uh. is. This is the Amazing Spider-Man and the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man was made in 2012. The second one was made in 2014. Um, yeah, what to say about that? Um, about I think, that. Yeah, I think, I think the biggest aspect about Andrew Garfield's um, Spider-Man, I guess the Amazing Spider-Man, so I won't keep saying Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man is the difference of, and they and they did kind of do this in the Tom Holland uh, series as well, but is in the Tobey Maguire version, he was the spider, you know, like his web shot out of his, um, oh yeah, his actual body. While in the, you know, this is where we first start to see the does the intellectual side of Peter. I feel like you kind of see that a little bit in the Tobey Maguire series, but you, they don't really focus on it too much. They focus on him being a hero rather than him being intelligent, other than mm-hmm. working with Otto and the occasional uh, view of jargon that he would say. <laughs> but uh, Andrew Garfield, you have kind of the difference, um, the difference in uh, suit and chemistry of what the character is as well. So I think that's a big aspect too that a lot of people weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. But also, you uh, you have, you are a fan of the comic books and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I I can't pretend that I've read them all, but I've I've read you know a couple of them at least. I yeah. See, the, the thing is, I like the comics, and what I've read, I've liked, but I haven't spent as much time on reading the comics as I probably should have. Mm-hmm. So I'm familiar enough with them, you know, and I, I get that people have their critiques of all the Spider-Man movies and how how much they, you know, keep with the comic book versions of what they do and, and things like yeah. that. But but yeah, I, I I am familiar with the comics. OK, because I think I remember when that movie came out and people were saying, oh, that's how it was in the comics. That's how it was in the comics. And, you know, they always have to have it. <laughs> how it was in the comics so mm-hmm. but i was curious i never read the comics so i was curious if you had an idea well you know i've i've done some research too on on how certain things happen in the comics and i would say that each rendition of of spider-man whether it's toby mcguire andrew garfield tom holland they each they don't none of them stay true to the comics i mean they they, they do in some senses but they also do their own things as well so, like you mentioned with uh, Peter Parker and his organic webbing in the mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire film, that was definitely not something that was ever in the comics. It was, it was always he built it himself. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me personally, I always liked that more because it made it made sense. It's like, well, if he can climb walls and he can jump really far and he's super strong, why is he not able to make his own webbing? I just never understood that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one that has thought that. I don't know. But, um, you know, I mean, Andrew Garfield's, yeah, I, I remember hearing that too about around those films. Oh, they're so much more true to the comics. And it's like, in some cases, yes, but in some cases, they also strayed too, yeah. you know? And 
like that kind of leads into m some of my issues with the Andrew Garfield films is I I liked how Andrew Garfield portrayed Spider-Man. I thought he did really good with Spider-Man. I just really didn't like how he portrayed Peter Parker. Because yeah. for me, Peter Parker was always, he was always this well-meaning guy who wasn't the cool kid. And, you know, he he wasn't constantly getting into trouble. And I just felt like Andrew Garfield's version wasn't quite so much. I mean, he was he was a good enough kid, but... I just never thought Peter Parker would go around skateboarding through the hallways of school, you know, kind of a thing <laughs> like, yeah. like he did in those movies. So, you know, it, and it's, that's not the only thing too. I mean, there's, there's other things too, but yeah, it, it, to me, as long as it's a good movie, as long as it's a good story, I'm willing to overlook whether or not it's super accurate to the comics. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's kind of my, my thoughts on it too. But I, th I think I've only seen the movies like once or twice, and I never cared to watch them again. Um, <laughs> and there was just so much that was interesting. And I think I, I always tell people, which I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this, but um, I always tell people that I am not a fan of that generation of actors. Mm. Um, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, Andrew Garfield. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. that that generation. And so like having Andrew Garfield play Spider-Man was just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, right. And, while other people were probably freaking out. And especially with Emma Stone being in it too. Um, yeah. People were freaking out over that too. Which I, like I said, I'm not a big fan of theirs. I do like Emma Stone in some things. But overall, I'm just like, oh. Okay, that was a Spider-Man. I'm here for Spider-Man. That's pretty much it. Yeah, no, I I think I get what you're going, and you know, I I wasn't a big fan of the casting. Some of the casting choices, I thought I thought the guy they got to play Uncle Ben was pretty good, uh, Martin Sheen. But I also didn't like who they cast oh, as Aunt yeah. May, uh, Sally Field. Um, she's a great oh, actress. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I just. I always envisioned Aunt May in both. I mean, it's in the comics too. She's always this. She's this older lady, white hair. You know that Rosemary Harris actress that portrayed her in the original mm -hmm. trilogy. That's just how I've always portrayed her. And it just seems like with each rendition of the Spider-Man film, she gets younger. And Aunt younger. May gets younger and younger to where Tony Stark's hitting on her in the, in yeah. the newer ones. So it's like, ah, <laughs> uh, you know. That's that's a thing, but well, I will be honest with you. I did not remember who played Aunt May or Uncle Ben in the movie until you literally just said it. <laughs> you're like, who plays Aunt May? I'm like, oh, you're right. Who does play Aunt May? <laughs> like, yeah, I, had, I totally forgot that it was Sally Field. Mm hmm. Well, they have such a minor role in the films. I feel like compared to because they focus. The, I feel like they focus more on the mystery surrounding his parents than they do him being with his aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. so you're more interested i guess in that because we didn't see that in the original trilogy related to his parents so yeah. it they paid more attention to that especially in the second one so it just kind of like overshadowed oh these characters that you know are classic characters wait who played them again you know <laughs> yeah well see that's the thing i don't really remember the second one mm. all i remember is electro and lightning and didn't gwen die in that one or was it the first one yes okay she yes died she died one. she died at the end of the second one but um 
Spider-Man was fighting uh, Green Goblin, who turned out to be Harry Osborn. And, you know, he just drops her and he um, shoots his web to catch her and she smacks her head against the, the concrete. Um, oh, does she? I, thought yeah. she? I thought it, like, broke her back or something. It was just, I just, I just remember that. It being may a, have. I just remember being, <laughs> having that horrific scene and there's just like, oh my gosh, did that literally just happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see, that's, I, I'm pretty sure that's in the comics too. Yeah. Um, oh, I, but what's kind of, I, what's kind of interesting you know Gwen I don't think Gwen is technically his first love mm-hmm. I, I, I think I, I've heard that it's like oh I can't even remember who it was but there's like different versions of, of his character where there's different first loves or first love interests but yeah. I'm pretty sure she's she comes before Mary Jane but uh, yeah that I, I knew it was coming just because I had seen it in the comics but uh, yeah that was that it was, was shocking. It was shocking for mm-hmm. sure. I like how they not to go backwards in conversation, but I do like how they kind of well, like is a interesting word to use, but I do like how they enter or kind of brought in Gwen Stacy in the third one, mm-hmm. which is too much, too much. Venom, same man. Gwen Stacy, problems with Mary Jane, Harry being ah, like it was just too much for the third one, but it was good. Um, anyway. They just brought in no. too much for it, I just feel like. And that was, yeah. I think that was the biggest issue with it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand that. To kind of go back, uh, to go back again to that, I guess. Um, that I, I would say if, if there was an issue that I had with the third one, it would be that there was too much going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it was great to see Gwen Stacy in it. It was great to see, you know, Venom. I, I thought, I thought his transformation into venom was a really cool scene yes but i do wish we had gotten more than just like the last 15 minutes of the movie is venom and then he just poof he's gone yeah so that yeah that that was disappointing but we're just gonna keep yeah. coming back to the third one just over it, we, we are we are it, it it's caused a lot of conversations it really has it is <laughs> yeah so andrew garfield my least favorite in the series and it's just i mean that's been i think that series was when Sony was all like, um, hey guys, I think that we should take the Marvel deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I, I yeah. know we could probably do this, but, um, can we please just take the Marvel <laughs> one? Like, please. Like, I feel like that's what they were doing at the board. Cause they were just like, I remember, I remember that. I remember that like Marvel was trying to get Sony involved. All the fans wanted Spider-Man in the Marvel MCU, and mm. they were like, no, no, he's ours. We're Sony. And then yep. I remember when Sony was like, fine, we'll give in and sell you. Not sell you, but we'll share you know, Spider-Man. And I was just ecstatic. I was like, yes, finally, finally, let's actually do this. And then they did it. It's awesome. Great transition to the next topic, too. Yeah. And that's uh, the Tom Holland series. I mean... As of right now, I think I can say a hundred percent. There's nothing to complain about. As far as Tom Holland's performance, or as far as the movies themselves. As far as the movies themselves, and Tom Holland's performance, mm-hmm. I feel like he does a great job, and I feel like obviously being Marvel and having the studios, they are they're doing a great job with the films. 
But it's it's very much... When I say there's nothing to complain about, there probably is stuff to complain about, but it's not good and it's not bad. It's just kind of like, ah, Spider-Man, this is going to be good. Yeah. But not the good as in, oh, this is going to be good, as in the good as, a, oh, the, we know this is going to be a solid movie. Yeah, and I remember, I remember getting really excited for Civil War, Captain mm-hmm. America 3, because that was going to be the movie that we finally saw the new Spider-Man. And, you know, it, it's interesting to to go back and, you know, the first Amazing Spider-Man, I really couldn't, I, I just hated it. Uh, partly because it was just so soon after them rebooting it. But yeah. then as the second one wrapped up, I was getting excited because it looked like they were going to get into the Sinister Six. And I was like, okay, well, this I can get used to this. And so then they said, okay, we're going to, reboot it again and you know it would i almost was like do i even want to give this a chance but then when we started seeing just different scenes and just different mm-hmm. i don't know just different photos and stuff coming out about tom holland spider-man i was like okay th- this might actually be decent and i went in with very low expectations um when I when I saw the Captain America movie, and I walked away thinking, "Wow, this guy could actually be a really good Spider-Man." Yeah. And then when we finally got Homecoming, I thought, "Yeah, yeah, I think I think he'll do just fine." And it's, I I can't say that it's perfect. I have some issues with it, but I will mm-hmm. say, as far as performance goes, Tom Holland is is really good. Not just with Spider-Man, but he's really good with Peter Parker too. Yeah. And I. I, you know, I I think they just announced the what the new title is going to be for the third one, but there's a lot of theories about where that's going to go, and I'm I'm just excited to see where where he'll take it. I think he's done I think he's done a really good job with the role so far. Yeah, uh, I I think that one of the big aspects of why this Spider-Man has been so successful is the way they introduced him. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of throwing him in Civil War and introducing him there, you know, kind of gave everyone's peak interest, you know, kind of got them excited because you're like, wait, he's Spider-Man. He's been Spider-Man for a while, obviously. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't do another origin story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's like I literally on my notes here, I say no Ben death. Uh, yes. <laughs> in all capital letters with three exclamation points. We never even see Ben Ben Parker at all. No, I don't. I don't think so. We don't even talk about him. I mean, no, other than the casual like, oh yeah, Uncle or whatever. But yeah, I miss um, Uncle Ben. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. But you know, having him start with that, and then having Tony. I mean, you're you're having the your most popular, your largest star in the entire series, Marvel Universe come in and kind of just be like hey i'm passing this off to you in a sense you know Mm -hmm. um you're gonna be the next big thing you know iron man was the the one that started it you're gonna be the one that start that keeps it going you know that yeah and and you know that that's one of the things i both liked and kind of had issue with as far as iron man being in it as much as he was Mm -hmm. at the same time i think you know Tony Stark kind of played the role of Uncle Ben, if you think a about it, bit, because because yeah. he mentored him. He, you know, he really got him to figure out the kind of hero that he wanted to be. And, 
you know that that scene at the end of Endgame when when he dies, you know Peter's oh, there at at the very it. end. Yeah, at, at the very end, I'll start and then crying. you see, <laughs> and then you, you know you see in the in the next Spider-Man movie, he starts acting more like Tony Stark. He starts, you know, you see him interacting with tech and building suits and stuff yeah. like that. And it, I, I will say, I really like the the relationship between the two because it it is almost like a an uncle nephew relationship mm -hmm. just yeah. a different kind um but i i mean if, if i'm gonna nitpick i do wish that nitpick nitpick away nit, nitpick away i mm -hmm. i do wish as as much as i enjoyed the scenes with iron man in them mm -hmm. and tony stark i do wish that i do wish that peter was more able to be his own hero without always having to rely on getting permission from you know iron man or mm -hmm. happy or people like that you know and i wish one of the things i liked about toby mcguire and andrew garfield's renditions is they built their own suits they built their own tech yeah. they they did it themselves whereas you know he started to but then most of it the, especially the more Tony. advanced tech came from him yeah. now he did start to learn how to do it himself later on but you know i, I do kind of miss that from from that standpoint i like it when like they they figure it out themselves and they're the ones that make it their own yeah so i will say though i mean it, it has improved over time he's especially after you know tony is gone he's he's forced to really step up himself peter is yeah and and kind of grow up more so that that's been interesting to watch as far as his his character development over the past few movies yeah yeah i i agree i agree with all that i mean you really have you know and i think one of the biggest aspects and i think i asked a friend you know who's their favorite spider-man they said tom holland because he's an actual kid and mm -hmm. the difference between tony mcguire and andrew garfield is that you have an a adult-like quality to a character that's supposed to be a younger teenager mm -hmm. um rather than now you have tom holland who's actually you know in school i mean the second one is based on a school field trip i mean yeah come on but you know you have that aspect of he is a kid and you have all of these adults who are all like no it's too dangerous no i'm trying to protect you no you need to do this no you need to do that uh, kind of aspect to it rather than I'm an adult and I'm going to go buy an apartment, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing as well. So I do agree with that aspect of kind of him being his own superhero, but he also does have a lot. I think the second one kind of lets him open up a little bit because in the yeah. end, I mean, Happy's just like, hey, I'm here to help you. Uh, yeah. You need to do what you need to do. And then he does. So I think his character progression is really good because, mm -hmm. honestly, I think the first movie would not be as successful as it was without Iron Man in it, especially coming from Civil War. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't know. Never yeah. About that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I can't deny it. It really helped. It really helped set the movie off, you know, in a, in a good direction. And, yeah, I... I, I totally get why people like that more about mm -hmm. Tom Holland is that, you know, because the thing is, as much as I like Tobey Maguire, you don't get as much of that comedic relief mm -hmm. in his 
his version of Spider-Man as you do as you do with Tom Holland and even some aspect of Andrew Garfield. That I didn't mind that for me personally. I was fine with that. There was still some humor. It was just different. At the same mm-hmm. time, though, I I totally get that people really like the fact that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is more comedic and yeah. he's he's more of a smart mouth and it's it is funny. It is it is funny to see that and that is that is definitely, you know, a common trait in different versions of Spider-Man is is that. So, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um you kind of mentioned the new one coming out. Um I guess the title is No Way Home, uh, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the end of the second one, he was exposed. Yeah. Which which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I, I have to say, of all the endings for the Spider-Man films, that one, that one may be the best one, I, I will say, just because you're not expecting it. And I, I remember sitting in the theater watching it and mm-hmm. the first thing that really got me excited was oh my gosh it's jk simmons he's back he's j jonah jameson, jameson. yeah i was like oh my goodness and then you know the big reveal you know peter parker is spider-man and i'm like oh my gosh and then it just ends i'm like are you kidding me we got to figure out in a couple years what they're going to do with that but yeah. it was it was such an effective way to end it because I, I think the third one coming out is just going to be the hype. The hype is real for it. People are oh, really sure. wanting to find out for, for multiple sure. reasons. Yeah. Now, I did have a side note on my notes that said, how difficult do you think it is for the company to keep secrets and hide things from their lead actor so they don't spoil <laughs> things? Um, not saying that I'd yeah. be much better. Uh, in a movie like this, I mean, I don't want to tell everybody. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't tell you this, but I want to tell you this." But, but did you have you seen the teaser for it? Oh, um, I don't know if I have. Okay, yeah, you'll have to look it up after after this, or it's probably on Facebook or something. I don't know, but um, the uh, it's just like the three characters the three kid actors and they're walking through and he's all like, why don't, why do they have to hide stuff from me? And they're like, you have a, you spoil stuff. He's like, I've never spoiled anything. And they're like, uh huh. So <laughs> it's just kind of, it's kind of <laughs> funny because it's fun watching interviews with like Tom Holland, with, uh, Anthony Mackie or with, uh, Benedict. Cumber- I think he did a lot of his interviews with Benedict Cumberpatch towards the end because Benedict was so good about keeping secrets and he like kept Tom in line. I think that's what he was specifically uh. there for was to babysit Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. It's just like, hey, don't say anything. No, no. So, but I mean, you got all these actors together. This is their job. And they read the script and everything and they want to share it, but they can't because they know they'll spoil it. And it's just, it's crazy. Anyway, that was a side note, but well, you think too, I mean, with, with Tom Holland, especially when he started being, being as young as he was, you know, you grew up with the character. I'm sure he grew up watching, you know, the previous versions of that character and, Mm -hmm. um, to some extent or another. And, it, I, I don't know. I don't know how good I would be at keeping that a secret if I'm if I'm playing yeah. the lead character of a really popular superhero. That would be tough to yeah. keep certain things a secret. 
So well, it would just be fu- it, it would be the funniest thing because you would watch. I've seen videos of him, like especially during the newer Spider Mans, like in the first one, where he would be like filming a video on uh, Instagram, and he'd be like, "Hey, I just got something from the from the producer company, and I'm gonna open it for you guys." And he's he's videoing it. And he he looks up at or he he brings up this piece of paper that says confident don't show anybody and he's literally videoing it he's like he's like oh my gosh oh my gosh he's kind of, he's kind of shutting off the camera really fast and so it's just it's just a hundred percent he is a kid in real life he is a kid in you know playing Peter and he's just having the time of his life I mean for sure but uh, it just it just adds to the likability of of his of of the actor and of the character that he plays. Yeah. Anyway, I know that was a weird side note, but I am excited for the new one. I mean, obviously, and I feel like they're doing. They did a really good job with the first and second one. I mean, Mysterio in the second one. Uh, yes. Which, in the second one, they kind of portrayed him as a good guy, which everyone knew mm-hmm. he was a bad guy. But I oh, think Jake I just, was. Oh, I was just gonna say I, I'm really happy with uh, with Mysterio. I mean, oh, yeah. I I've been wanting to see him on the big screen for so long. He's like one of my favorites. I just like how you know he just puts on a show. That's just he's a showman. He mm-hmm. just he just does a big show, and I have always found something so appealing about his costume i've just for some yeah. reason i i like the fishbowl on his head i like the insults <laughs> that spider-man throws at mysterio i like the cape i just i like it it's fun yeah yeah, yeah. and jake Gyllenhaal does a great job oh yeah movie. i mean for sure and obviously this won't be the last time we see these people um i also think okay side note also i do think that michael keaton in the first one stellar performance yes stellar like the, oh yeah the car scene um you know with him in the car with them yes and like <laughs> i i've watched michael keaton in a lot of shows but he was spot on like he nailed that part hands down it was so good and oh yeah i remember in the movie theater we were sitting there with my friend and Peter was going to go pick up his date for the prom and he was going to mm-hmm. he's walking up to the door and I leaned over and I said it's going to be the bad guy and he opened the door bam there he was and I was like there sorry I didn't mean to spoil it for you but <laughs> there there it is but uh but yeah I I do think that I do think they have rocked it with the casting um choices and that's just that's just the performances I think the second one is beautifully done too but. Yeah, and I think the second one isn't far from home. The first time that I don't think at any point in the film, maybe maybe towards the end, I can't remember, but it's like the first film where Spider Man's not in New York. He's oh just, yeah, he's he's across the ocean. So yeah. it, that that in itself is kind of interesting how they, because as much as I like seeing Spider Man in New York, it's cool to see him in other environments too. Yeah, kind of. That- kind of not that friendly neighborhood spider-man yeah (laughs) which i think i think this particular series the newer series are kind of i mean obviously he's been to space already with the uh you know end game and uh yeah 
you know, Infinity War. He he's he's more than just a neighborhood Spider-Man. We never really mm-hmm. saw that version of him, except for like some montages. Uh, but it's it's interesting, and it works. It def- definitely works. Yeah. So you know, have you have you kept up to date on some of the theories surrounding what the new Spider-Man's going to do, as far as the multiverse and bringing back previous actors and characters into it. I heard a weird speculation rumor of like Tony Maguire coming back. Yeah. I think. Um, kind of have like a Spider-Verse thing. I don't know. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. So there's been it seems like confirmations at least as far as it's like I, I'm pretty sure it was confirmed that Alfred Molina's Doc Ock was going to be in it. Oh. <sighs> Somehow. I don't know. Yes. But then about a week or two ago, Tom Holland comes out and they ask him about it. He's like, no, they're not in there. So I, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't tell him because of his history of, of yes. trying to keep things a secret. But Either they didn't tell him or he's trying his best to just say no. <laughs> yeah, no, let it no. be a big surprise. Yeah, which yeah, which I would applaud that. If he, I think I did hear speculation of him coming back. And I would just be to the moon. To the moon. He did a fantastic job. Um, yeah. I think he I think he makes a great Doc Ock. Uh, Doctor Octavius. Yeah. So I it's think just it if it turns out to be true though, I would just Man, I wish it would have been kept a secret better because I would yeah. love to have just gone into the theater having no idea that any of these characters surprised. were going to be in there and just see it and be like, oh my gosh, you know, instead it's like, oh yeah, so they are in there after all, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. Well, just like the J.K. Simmons, you know, no one was expecting that. No, no. Not one person, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited and I, like I said, there's nothing to do. There's some nitpicky stuff here and there, but overall, this new series, nothing to complain about. Um, I think they're doing a great job with it. But yeah, they've. I think they've certainly honored the character of both Spider-Man and Peter Parker, and it's just it. They've made Spider-Man fun again. They've made him fun to watch and to to believe in and to invest in, and yeah, I mean, I. I'm excited to see how many more films I've I believe that he's going to actually since he's technically part of Sony he might be in the next Venom film. Um so that could be interesting. But it'll be, be interesting. It'll be it'll be something to see for sure. I I can't wait to see what they're going to do with this third one and I so guess him course. going forward. Yeah, we'll we'll see how long he can last. Hopefully, he can make it past uh, three films this time. Hopefully, oh my gosh, hopefully. Just imagine the pressure that they're under. It's like, okay, guys, there's never been more than three of the same Spider-Man films. <laughs> We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Yeah. All right. So, best Spider-Man movie. You've already kind of uh, hinted at it, or actually just said it. Um, best Spider-Man. Spider-Man movie in your two. Opinion. Your two Spider-Man two two thousand four hands down not just not just the best Spider-Man but I think one of one of the best superhero movies that's ever been made. Wow, so that's a I may be biased. I may be biased, but I'm willing to go out there and just put it out there. <laughs> wow, that's that's a that's a hardcore you know just statement just to throw out there. 
I mean, I know there's Batman and Robin. That's clearly regarded as a cult classic, obviously. <laughs> you mean with George Clooney? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, gosh. that's just... I mean, that's like Citizen Kane of the superhero <laughs> movies. I mean, that was my favorite Batman movie when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't think that's saying much either. Um, oh, my gosh. Is so like the only superhero movie you watched? Right? <laughs> probably, I don't know. Probably because it was just cheesy and literally kid-friendly. Like, I feel like you wouldn't like that movie unless you were a child. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so best Spider-Man movie for me... Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, I'm going to have to go with a Tobey Maguire. Uh, I'm going to have to say the first one. You know, the first okay. Spider-Man movie... The first or second, I mean... Those two are just solid, uh, solid shows. I mean, they're solid movies. They're solid. Um, but I, so yeah, I'm going to say the first one. The first one's a classic. Nice. Good yeah. choice. Really yeah. good choice. All right. Well, any last thoughts or comments or anything? Anything you want to promote when we're leaving here? Yeah, sure. Well, um, I'm currently hosting a show called Wired In with my co-host Spencer Coles that I don't know if you knew him or not. He also went to college with us. But uh, yeah, just check it out. It's on Anchor. It's on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And yeah, we, we talk about entertainment, movies, similar, some similar things that you talk about on your show. But we, we actually do talk about politics sometimes too. So if you're interested in that you might very well want to check us out yeah go check it out and is there a is there a name for it yeah or yeah it's called it's called wired, wired in. in that's right yeah, yeah. Wired in. And, all right yeah and we've we've done that show for off and on for a few years and we've been doing it more regularly for the past oh six months or so so it's been uh yeah it's been fun but yeah check it out and obviously your show is a show that uh i highly recommend so Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. Check them all out. Yeah, check them all out. I don't care. Just check them out. Check everything out. Sure, I don't care. Sure, I don't care. <laughs> sure, I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> See, exactly. It's catching on. See, yeah, it is catching on. I love it. <laughs> well, all the Spider-Man movies have their own good aspects, but we all have our favorite Spider-Man. Who is it for you, Toby, Tom, or Andrew? There is no right answer. Well. Maybe there is a right answer, but we won't we won't blame you for it. But uh, thank you so much again, Blake, and uh, I really appreciate you for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great to do this. We'll definitely have to catch up again and brave the worlds of different franchises and see if we can uh, stir up the hornet's nest eventually. That sounds fun to me. Hey, I'm for it. <laughs> well, thank you again, Blake, and thank you for listening. Uh, stay safe out there, and remember... You don't care. <laughs>